seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. Oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast in two places today. I'm one of your hosts this week, Bryant Zohan Daniels, number one in Iran. And joining me across the universe, across the seas, on Skype, is none other than Todd Petraeus Fortner, number one in Israel. What's going on, Todd? I want to apologize to you first off, my brother. I want to apologize for you because, we, you know, this one is on me on the recording. We should have been recording, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and the whole the whole places where we are, I will take the charge for that. I always put a bunch of shit on you, but I'm doing good, man. I'm blessed. I'm thankful. I got we got I got a new mic and shit. Yeah, man, it's you looking know, good. You sounding good? Does it? Yeah, it sounds good. All right, cool. <laughs> Throwing it around there. Uh, but no, this is uh, if this is your first time joining us, me and Todd, we get together every week and we talk about video games. We break down what we've been playing, we talk about some video game news, and then we bust down a roundtable, or sometimes we just give you a straight top seven. This week, it's a little bit of a hybrid. Our roundtable is a top seven. Todd, what is our roundtable this week? Why are you weird as fuck for thinking that E.T. is is a great game? I never said great. It is it is the trashiest game ever. It is, I'm putting, it nah, is not. I, I took my charge. Take your charge, son. It is e. not a trash you, game. You wrote it down on the Facebook page. So we got to talk. This this whole episode is about that. <laughs> we're talking about that, yes. No, the, the games, whole episode is the up, games we've been playing. Matters. It is not a trashy game. It's not a great game. It could have been better. But I will say, we'll get into that, what we've been playing. But our roundtable this week is we're talking about the top seven games of the decade from 2010 to 2019. Dude, when I started breaking down that list, that was extremely difficult. There was a lot of games that could have been considered, considering how many games have released. Um, But it was really hard to whittle that thing down, man. Yeah, but, man, it's nothing like classic releases. There's so many to think about. You, you know, got to get a classic release. It's kind of like, well, is that fair? They were all classic for different oh. reasons, different seasons. Also, I am fucking up. There's one thing we did. This I'm laying heavily on talking about what the fuck I want to talk about this week because this list, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do all of this shit, and then I ended up doing. I was like, well, use my my brain powers, the the little ones that are left. I understand. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of classic Hello? releases, I had to tell you this. I got on the emulators earlier this week, and I played a little. And I'll, I'm not even going to put oh, this. We're going straight to what we playing. No, 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 no. We, this is just a little side thing, real quick, because I don't even want to consider this. I played Dirty Harry for the Nintendo. Dirty Harry. Oh. Sonic has finally met a friend in the video game world with Dirty Harry because part of the game is is you walk around picking up bags of cocaine. Literally, just bags of coke. You, okay. you That is something you pick up in the game. So I played a little... I just wanted to let you know Sonic and Dirty Harry are now friends. Dirty no, Harry old Clint Eastwood. That makes complete sense, man. I remember that game too. I remember that. I remember the box art from that game in the back of my mind right now. I don't remember playing it at the at the moment. So, but I know, like, I feel like I played that game before. And that 
That makes all the sense in the world, man. It really that makes does. All the sense in the world. It does. Maybe Clint Eastwood is Sonic's father. I think he is. I think Clint Eastwood is Sonic's father. He just went out and he found himself a nice little hedgehog family, and he 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 birthed he birthed a hedgehog named Sonic with supernatural powers, and it's really fast and really creepy looking, and um, you know. Clint Eastwood is the father of modern video games. That's what I'm trying to say. Clint Eastwood now, is the father of modern video games. For a quick second, though, man, when you said Dirty Harry, I just know you. You too cool. And I was just like, bro, hold on, wait, where is this going? And then, and then, like, it instantly went away, but it, initially I was like, what kind of Dirty Harry shit are you talking about? What kind of movie film is this? No, no. I've only ever seen the first one. I've never seen the sequels. I've seen the first one. He's incredibly racist in that movie. He is incredibly racist in Dirty Harry. If you're never... not talking politics today, man. Listen, I'm not talking any I'm not politics. doing that with you. I'm not talking. You know what I'm saying? I'm just my, saying my, Dirty Harry was my, racist. Oh, oh, Israeli and Aryan cousins. Um, and Iranian, I mean, not Aryan kind of shit. I already got enough problems. <laughs> Your Aryan cousins. <laughs> That was oh, too man. good. That was too good. That was too good. I am uh, I am red today. I'm very red today because it's very cold and we've got the heat on. Um, I am not white. I am pink. That is that is who I am. Apparently, um, somebody told me that at work. They're like, they're like, you're not white. You're pink. And I was like, fair enough. You know, what? that's a fair comparison. I'm a very pink man. I can't help it. My face turns very purple if I'm sick. Anyway. On to things that are not related to video games. Todd, you look very... <laughs> You're like, I don't even know what to say there. I don't know what to say. I have no idea. Anyway, let's talk about what we've been playing this week as we start this segment. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we struggling again, man. I mean, is there anything before we get into what we're playing other than, you know, I really want to thank the tribe up front on this one, uh, especially with this decade list with us, you know, starting the show at the end of the decade, man, and say again how, how important it is the people that actually listen to us consistently uh how dope that is and how that helps carry me through and carry be through into the new decade into the new of the new yes the ghost shit move but yeah man so what 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 now nah, now nah, fool we're gonna oh. start with we're gonna start with you with what you did oh yeah what 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 is we it? do have one thing too we're having our first official uh stt tribe game night tonight Tonight we're playing Talisman. Oh, do we, Brown? Yeah. So we're gonna get on there and play some Talisman. It's a board game gone digital. That's what it is. It's a board game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a digital board game. Tell me about it. Uh, I have not played it in years. What I do remember is you take on different roles as different characters, and you have objectives while you're moving around the board. But it's got fantasy, fantasy RPG elements where you can cast spells and gain XP. Maybe. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. But I remember it's really fun, and it takes like three hours to play one round. Or, you know what I heard just then? What? Latent understanding. <laughs> Latent understanding. I love that phrase. I love that phrase. I love that phrase. Um, All if- right, man, but hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You, sir, what have you <laughs> been playing this year? Before I get into the hallmark of my week. <laughs> oh, this week, this year. This year. It kind of oh, is this man. year. 
but before I get into the hallmark of my week, which we will discuss for sure, uh, of course, more Monster Hunter World Iceborne. I beat the story finally in that game uh, with Bob. It's, it's great. It's got a great final wrap up to that story. It's hilarious because it's so stupid at times in the cutscene. But I still enjoyed my time with Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Still playing it as usual. Um, also, I've been playing Spyro 2 on the Game Boy Advance. been playing Spyro 2 on the Game Boy Advance. That's a great game. That is a fantastic, fun, isometric platformer, if you will. The Game Boy Advance, what the interesting thing about that is what they brought a lot of those games over, like Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 2, um, stuff like that. Um, they had to figure out a way to really translate the experience while making it also as fun as the original games. And one way they did that was they really took an isometric stance on the actual design of the maps and the movements. And it made for an interesting experience because you're moving essentially from uh, four button controllers with the D pad and the joy con or the joy, the joy con, yeah, the joysticks uh, with the shoulder buttons to a D pad, two buttons and two shoulder buttons. And they've, the, the amazing thing for me was how many developers were able to utilize the Game Boy Advance's technology and actually make something that was an interesting and comparable experience, if you will. And Spyro 2 holds up. Um, it's a lot of fun, great music, great interactions, fun boss fights. The way you traverse the world can be a little tough in that isometric world, but I'm still enjoying it. Um, also, I bought a Dreamcast. Yes, I bought a Dreamcast. One of the greatest systems of all time still holds up. Legacy Kane Soul Reaver was the first thing I played. First thing I bought, and I've been playing through that. I am three quarters of the way through Soul Reaver. That game, if you have never played that, there's something to be said about Soul Reaver and the way it impacted game development into the future. Um, especially when you think about the fact that there is no load screens in that game. No load screens. It's got great puzzle elements. It's got a very like 3D Zelda-esque style of gameplay where you're running through the world trying to figure out, you know, your next puzzles and what you should be doing. And also, you've got the element, too, where the puzzles can be impacted depending on how you plane shift through the world. Because you remember in Soul Reaver, they had the two worlds you could travel to and from. And you needed to travel to one or another, usually to figure out puzzles and to fight bosses. It's just really a fun game. Hey, man, we talked about it. Soul Reaver is dope. Dreamcast is dope. Shout out to Lil G. Shout out to 6-7 as usual and all that other shit. Because I remember the days of the Dreamcast. I was excited that you got that one. That brought back fond memories, actually, of some real deal shit. Especially the Soul Reaver game. You know what I'm saying? And we talked about it, man. That that that's a we in fact, what's the name of that uh what's the name of the place that you go? Um it's 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 called Found It Games and Electronics. Found It Games and Electronics, uh, located in Watauga, Texas. All they do is sell classic old school games. Hold up, man. That reminds me. I know there's some random shit. I don't know yeah. if I showed it to you. I know I said it. Did I show you the links, bro? No, you, got, you didn't. Look at this hole, bro. Woo! That thing is clean. What game you got Look there? This is basketball and uh, nice fucking, uh, some shit. You said he's going for two hundred up in there. Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. They sell them things for two hundred bucks. Those <laughs> lynxes are classic. And you played it, right? Hard times coming. Yeah, yeah. It, it still, still work. That and actually, I thought it was two lynxes, but it was a Game Gear. Shout out to the to my. Well, the Game Gear is even better. 
Like right. Well, it's in the game. Well, the Lynx is rarer, you know, but the Game Gear is the Game Gear, dude. Like we talked about this a little bit, but Sega, right? You don't have modern console markets, and you don't have the modern handheld market without Sega, in my opinion. Right. You right. really and don't. That's, that's when I learned how to handhold stuff too back in those <laughs> days. But then it was like, shout out to my dad as well because he was always he he would try to listen to the show. But he was like, man, I don't understand that weird shit that y'all be talking about, man. Is this what I was I knew I was gonna get when I was buying you all those games? Shout out, Peppy. I hope he's still alive. He had a he had surgery four days ago. I need to call him. But yeah, man, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Soul Reaver is dope. So you've been playing Soul Reaver. You've been playing Spiral Two. You've been mm-hmm. playing Monster uh, Hunter. You know what I'm saying? Being pink and purple, yeah. Monster Hunter, of course. I also was playing the uh, the uh, on the Nintendo Switch. I've been playing the Planescape Torment port, which was incredible. The way they mapped those controls, I was really concerned about how they would do that. Um, but it turns out that they actually did a really fantastic job of mapping those CRPG classic 90s controls to the Nintendo Switch, and it's fun to play in handheld. A lot of the complaints were the text size is too small, and it's a game that depends on text a lot because of the storyline, but there are options in the menu to enlarge the text if you want. Handheld gaming's really come a long way. It's been giving people uh, hemorrhoids since 1994. That's gross. <laughs> it was gross. Uh, that's, I guess that you know what though. <laughs> I got just that was a bug. Good job. That was. It took me a second to get. I was like, aha, yeah. on the shit or too long. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think now, Preparation H has been investing in Nintendo yeah. since then. See, you dig it. You dig deeper every time. This is gonna be another interesting man. Thanks again, and sorry at the same time, people who are listening who made it to this point. What else? What else you been playing? Uh, I mean, not really anything else. I don't. I didn't do anything with my time last night. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Here we go. I gotta talk about this. I posted it on the tribe, the the Facebook's official tribe. Yes, I played 1982's ET for the Atari 2600 to completion. And no, it's not as bad as people remember. It did kill an industry. Okay, you know what? Let me do this right now. We we can have private conversations on off air about this, but I do need to stop you on air. Okay, the legitimacy of the show goes completely down the toilet when you make public fucking statements like that. I am the one that says the ignorant shit about like objectively bad games and and down that hill, and then you back me up most of the time. You say Todd. You're being emotional. I don't know. I mean, you're you you you're, you have your right to believe so. This is my believe. anthem. <laughs> no, no, this is worse than this, anthem. Actually, this I- is this is this is way this is this is there's there's this is not. Don't do that yet. Maybe you you know what you may be right, but we would need at least like twelve more years to p- prove out your theory. <laughs> That's also true. Okay, look, here's what I'll say. Is it a great game? No. It's not. Does it have some surprising elements for 1982 that did not exist before? Yes, it does. Open world, connected maps, storyline, exploration. It had some awful collision detection. Really terrible. The fact that this game was made in five weeks is impressive by itself. That they made this thing in a rush development cycle. It's got the music. It's got a cutscene at the end. If I were to rate it I wouldn't rate it because it's still not great. It's not great. 
Is it the worst game of all time? No. But did it kill an industry? Yes. So is it the worst game of all time? Probably. <laughs> I I definitely believe it deserves that title. If you're going to give any game that title, it deserves that title for several reasons. I'm still going with well, Agony from last year. That game was awful. <laughs> I, I I didn't play it. Um, and I, but I have heard nothing but negativity about it. But you already know my stance on this. This is like it's the okay. Yeah. It was made. It what they didn't take time on the game. It was made in five mm. weeks because it was a game that was rushed out. Yep. That was trying to be the timeline for movies. We talk about this all the time. Most of the time, ninety percent of the time, those games are trash. And it just based oh, off hundred percent based of off principle how it truly did help to destroy one of the you know great American gaming you know businesses. It caused and, it caused like, a crash. I will it say it's a good documentary out there though that makes some similar points. But this is why I'm gonna pull the "I'm older than you" card, and I and I remember probably playing it at the time a little bit clearer. Not clear. I was a child, obviously, but I was like, yeah, yeah. I was of age where I was actually playing the game when it came out, and then late it, it wasn't good then. But I also, to be fair, you know. E.T. is is a critically acclaimed film that I'm not big into E.T. either. You know what I'm saying? Like Fair enough. Most, most Americans, you would think as much as we love, you know, aliens, we hate aliens. I have not, not watched E.T. since I was a child. Since I was a child. I tried to rewatch it a couple of years ago, and I didn't make it but 20 minutes. Yes. Phone home. Phone home. Imagine all the uh, molested children that are bothered by that. Oh God! Oh God! I don't know why I'm laughing. It's a defensive reaction when something makes me uncomfortable. Um, here's what I'll say. Moving on. <laughs> you remind me of my G. The crooked finger. Here's the thing, though. Is it a great game? Freak no. It is not a great game. Is it surprising how much better it was than I remember after I read the instruction manual? Yes, it was. Here's the thing, though. I played it to completion. I will never play that game again because I don't need to. I just wanted to do it to say I did it. To say I beat it. That's exactly why I did it. Right. And I, okay, I'm going to put you all the way out there, man. We need to rip the band-aid off. We don't have time for this. Okay, man. Okay. Just get it out of your system. All it's right? out. We're both, it's we're both assholes in certain kind of ways. We are. That's what it is. That's what it boils down to. This is my yeah. anthem. <laughs> Fair. Fuck it. Okay. If that's if this if you want to go with ET from fucking Atari as your anthem, if that's what you want to do, it's well within your rights, sir. All right. When the when when the shit pops off, it's not gonna matter anyway. I don't know how we got here. I really don't know if you're still listening. Thank you. Uh, we, we're gonna get to it. I promise we're gonna get to a list at some point. We will. Uh, Anthem started World War Three. <laughs> no, it did not. I'm just kidding. In jest, I jest, I jest with my jester's hat on. My jester's cap. I don't have it on. If I was in a if I was in a monarch, I would have been put to death for saying ET was an okay game. I wonder why we stalling this week a little bit. I don't know, man. I don't know. 
What are we uh, nervous about? What is it coming down to? What's what's know. the issue, brother? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Is it because I have a new mic with an arm and I don't know how to use it? I like the way you're using that microphone. It's working out perfectly. Um, but sir, question to you now that I raise: What have you been playing? I've been playing a little PC game. Uh, it was kind of from, speaking of retro games. Uh, it's called War Games. It's a nuclear uh, bomb simulator. Nice, nice, nice. Um, did you talk to Matthew Broderick? I've, I've heard he's played it before. Mm-hmm. I've been playing it. Actually, no, I did play. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I did kind of play that. Like you know, I always talk about Age of um, Empires, and yeah. it's the same. It's basically the same thing. I already got Age of Empires three and. But I just downloaded the definitive edition just to see if there was going to be a difference with it. And I mean, it's, it's just a little bit crisper graphically, but it's the same shit. I love that damn game. Um, so I played that. And really, man, it's not really nothing new out. So I've been kind of dead. I was supposed to play Control. Have no reason to go back to that. I finally got my banners up and got my badges up. I've been on 2K a lot uh, this, this past week. And me and my, you know, me and my viking dragon rider of an old lady just been on call of duty man i've been leveling that shit up you are still being kind of needing to get on that bro I'll i do i'm not I going do. hard on you a bit, but, my um, plan is to get back on judgment today i still love right, that right, game right. but yeah i, I right. didn't play that at all this week and i'm really meant to yeah yeah nah but i've been really putting some time in like leveling up and, and doing that it's been one of those weeks because you know how it is it's just one of those games you gotta that's the the give and take from from the shit like i was talking about 2k again last night because it's been nice like i got back on there with a uh a old college friend of mine man from like 20 years ago from back yeah. when i did play the original 2k on dreamcast and it's funny because we split apart different lives and come back together 20 years later we still laugh about the same shit and reconnect on on the 2k so he got a little man point guard and i got my other partner uh vsop he he created he created this motherfucking seven foot Three white dude called Eyes Your Daddy, and all he does, he's a glass kink cleaning lockdown. And I'm a slashing, I'm a slash, I'm a playmaking slasher. And then my the little itty, like my my homeboy little G is a, I forgot, I think he, I forgot what the fuck he is. He's like an offensive threat or whatever. But that's how that goes. So like I spent some more time getting back into that universe because you know, a lot of gamers like I I came into gaming primarily with sports gaming. You know what I mean? I over yeah. time I've kinda gotten away from that. It's not that big of a deal, but that is where I can go and play all year. So I kinda went back to the roots there, man. It's been kinda cool. Especially with all the crazy shit going on. So it's like I think we find ourselves going back to our roots. That's why I'm yeah. not surprised that you might have went back to some old retro shit and wanted to go to the classic spot and pick you up a old retro thing, man. Well, that's what happens, man. Like anytime my life gets very stressful or something's happening, I have a tendency to drift back to the Atari or Nintendo days. Like I just get on those old school games that I've always played or the ones that I've always wanted to try. And I just give them a run and just give them a shot. And it's, it's something about that. I guess maybe it's something that it reminds us of times when things didn't seem as crucial and things were a little bit less, there wasn't like the most important thing in the world to do was beat Mario. Like the most important thing the world to do was get the high score in Pac-Man or Pitfall or even reach the thing that I still want to do. And I've never done it was I still want to reach the glitch screen in Pac-Man. I still want to reach the glitch screen. Um, 
you know, that's that's the things we do. That's why I've been watching a lot of Samurai Jack this week. Like, it's just stuff at a different era and different life and different time. But that's a good question for the tribe. What's your go-to? What is your go-to comfort blanket when it comes to gaming? What are the things that you always return to and... You know, it just kind of makes you it makes you feel a little bit peaceful. It's like pulling up next to the fire and getting under the blanket and smelling smelling the smelling the 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 the, the, the fresh cooking coming from the kitchen from your grandma when my grandma used to make drop biscuits and I remember I used to play Nintendo. I mean, that's just the yeah, it's a good time. It's a good question for the tribe. Right. Also, do you think we as a country gave Iran a cockmouth sandwich? Thoughts. Thoughts. Thoughts, please. Please answer this question. Speaking of that, we have some news, but let's talk about this situation first. Uh, is this, is this going to be on the YouTubes or it, not? This is going to be on the YouTubes. It's oh, going to be on the oh, YouTubes. Okay. It's yeah. going to be on the YouTubes. <laughs> might be a good break point. Might be a good break point. Um, yeah. So do you want to take a break real quick and then come no. back? No. Okay. Well, then let's keep talking about it. Um, so, as we've all read the news, World War Three is being talked about. I don't think it's that crucial. However, boom, bombs away. Now, that would have been like the perk bombs over Baghdad time. Like, as soon as you said that. Yes. Ooh. Like, I don't think it's that crucial. Ooh. Sorry, had a thought. Um, Just about the edit in the future. But that's off of, that's behind the scenes stuff. However, the the one thing I do want to say with this and the way it relates to the video game world is we talked about this last year. There's an organization named Stack Up. So if we do go to war, regardless of whether or not how you feel about war, regardless of that is still putting soldiers' lives on the line. And some of those soldiers will agree with war. Some will disagree with war. But they're still human beings and they're still people. And one of the ways that they... I guess release stresses through video games. Stack up. Go check them out. They deliver consoles, video games. They take donations. They send them overseas to our soldiers. Um, I know myself, man. I got a box full of games I could give soldiers, including 31 copies of E.T. Do you think they'll take E.T. from me? Come on, bro. <laughs> That's who you give our enemies that, that you give them. If there's no clear definition on shit. Let's do that. Instead of Agent Orange, we just need to drop that shit on the people, though. Whoever our enemies are, whoever they are, drop billions of those motherfucking games on there. But now nah, you bring up you bring up a wonderful point, man. What say it again? Because I they, I know they read they every time I go to a convention, they're there. Every time I always yeah. like keep an eye out and I think how super dope that shit is. And I didn't dig into it enough, but we did talk about it. Like all jokes aside. Um, that is something that I know can be helpful. I mean, we talk about mental health all the time. They already sending troops over there. I, regardless of if we're at war, yeah. troops are all over going through conflicts and shit that we don't even really think about or recognize and appreciate. And with all our little petty quarrels and qualms and problems that we have with one another and shit, if something were to happen and fuck over, like a bomb was to hit us, you know what I'm saying? Or like oh, it yeah. affects everybody. It saw that, yeah, like you know, it affects everybody. All that other little petty shit gotta go out of the door. Cause I promise you, I'm hollering that big Willie once the shit pop off. Hell yeah. It's like I'm gonna holler at my homeboy Care. Hopefully not though. You know, we ain't gonna do no fear mongering with the shit, but we need to be aware, man. It's a lot of shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to uh Tesla and shit. Hopefully we'll figure out what's going on with Mars soon. It's snowing in Texas today. It was seventy degrees yesterday. Bombs is getting dropped over Baghdad. 
and people is you know the swine flu is out here giving people hemorrhoids according to motherfucking B. Um, so it's true. It's yeah. True. So good luck with editing that shit. No, I'm but not anyway, editing man, any stack, of it. Stacks stackable. Stack up. Stackable something else. Something completely different. Stack up is the name of the organization. Speaking of that, if Stack Didn't Up was interview on one thing, did you interview them in uh, when we went to Austin? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on the yeah. uh, the the Classic Games Fest episode. Classic Games Fest. Bro. Yeah, right. it's on the Classic Games Fest app. If you want to go hear more about that, go check that out. But go visit their website, StackUp.org. Uh, they do some really cool stuff. Here's the other thing that I will say: if they want to get in the fight, let's do it. Let's just round up a bunch of copies of et and atari 2600s and anthem and playstation 4s and vr sex simulators and just drop it on the enemy <laughs> just, just just drop it over there just you know what if if they're having virtual sex and playing et and eating pineapple pizza they're too busy to think about anything else that's that's all i'm saying it's a wonderful future I'm just trying to think about what kind of enemies you, you think are sitting around eating pineapple pizza and having virtual sex. Most of these people don't even have pants <laughs> or clean water. Give them some batteries. It'll, we'll figure it out. They'll, everybody, there's always, life finds a way, Todd. Life Nigga, finds a way. This is not Jurassic Park. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute! What are we talking about? We we didn't we all uh, this is this isn't it's oh man nah man but it's it's crazy bro I mean do you have any serious thoughts about that shit though man all jokes aside like uh, man like, it's, what, what, it's weird like how you feeling it's any any time we get into some type of conflict it always makes me a bit nervous but at the same time you know being in Texas and having working full time and like it's it's kind of hard to process all this stuff and there's already a bunch of negativity in this world and it's 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 something to be aware of what i do think is man would i hate to be in the shoes of anybody trying to make any major decisions right now in the government like it's it's not an easy place to be it's a tenuous situation we're we're flexing again as the world power and it could get us in some trouble, but at the same time, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, we're all going to be Americans anyway. Like, over here. Over here. So, no, I don't have any crazy deep thoughts about this stuff. I haven't given it enough time to process. Um, right. You know, it's... Fair enough. And, I mean, that's not, what we're, yeah. that's not what we're here for like that. But, you know, every now and then, serious shit happens. Or not even... It's just... We, we talked about the Chinese tariff war yes. type shit yeah. that hit. Like we were talking about that a year before it happened. You not like foreseeing this shit, like thinking it was gonna play out necessarily that way or hoping for it, but it was a thing. So you know, when it comes to our peace of mind, because that's really why we do the show, you know, and gaming and everything. You know, this does kind of encroach on everything overall. Sometimes that's why, like the stack, uh, stack up shit, stack up is even the stackables, like, like. The stackables, yeah, I, I feel like that's like a snackable, stackable snackables. Like food. Maybe we could send stackable snackables to uh, a Cambodian <laughs> troops. That's okay. Total side, finger bro. sandwiches. Really <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> anyway, keep going.
Nah, man, I, I felt the shame, right? Okay, total sidebar, we'll get off the warship. We'll actually have like a thought-out conversation about that, maybe if it's necessary at some point. Neither one of us are well-versed about what's going on. No, Just know like not. the general got bombed and didn't nobody give a fuck and it felt like somebody got a cock meat sandwich because ain't nobody did shit to us yet. Like, again, <laughs> That's what it was, like, yeah. Like, but, 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 so you know what I do, I prepare. Like, I, so I started, I, I was, I, you know, I like watching fucking war documentaries anyway. I generally stay in World War II documentaries because I try to see if there's any kind of, you know, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, to, yeah. Be up, I'll get into all of that. But I switched to Vietnam. There's this not new one. I think it's from 2017. It's this a uh, documentary on Vietnam. You know, my grandfather was like a Vietnam vet. You know what I'm saying? The whole yeah. night, he he actually fought in the war wars that we didn't win, like the Korean <laughs> War. We like we kind of won the. They said in the documentary, like we kind of won the first half of the Korean War, but the second half, he, he used to tell me stories about actual war shit like that and what happened. How it would be so cold in the tanks and shit that people's hands would get frozen to their guns and shit like that, peel off their skin and shit. He would get full of that drink and tell me the truth. I was the grandchild, the first one. But then he was in Vietnam War as well, and I found out it it was kind of interesting. I will say because you know I work every day too. You know what I'm saying? I'm in this traffic like these uh, like the rest of us smucks out here you know what i'm saying and when i was coming home yesterday when they had the tornado scare shit because they let us go early no the day before it's up my bed they was protesting and shit like don't go to war i ran i'm like damn this is so crazy so i kind of looked into it a little bit more and they were talking about concerns about china and russia stepping in and i'm going back i'm thinking of my grandfather i said well you know let's look in the past what happened whenever we talk about war and it's so amazing and so crazy like the same players that were talking about that shit uh, and I ran in 2020. They were talking about in Vietnam in 1966. Yep. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, man, what's going on with the money? How's that going to affect my little bit of peace of mind? How's that going to affect me here? How's that going to affect my tribe and how we hold it down and just try to be cool and, and keep families cool and, you know, play talisman and get money and be all right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Try to spit out good karma in the world. Um, I went into another unnecessary rant. I'm probably nervous because it's going to be on the YouTube now. So fuck it. Welcome. It's nice to see you. <laughs> Welcome to, to the show. Out. You're going to have to edit some shit out of this one, B. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> I, I think this what was... the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> stack up. Give the stuff to stack up. Give me a... Yes. Donate your old shit to stack up because soldiers want to play video games because it's one way to relax. It's a good way to relax. So this list, this top 10 of the decades still holds up. These might be some of these games that are on here, honestly, like because I'm not going to lie. This this is damn near a joke list for me because it's such a huge list and I'm going to just be cliche as fuck. But it, uh, some of them was with the thought of like that in mind, like out of out of these last 10 years, what's the game still right now that you would suggest for somebody that's in a stressful situation? Yep. At least for me, these are games that when I was in tight situations throughout the years, that still hold up today. And I think about, I've referenced a couple of these three billion times. It's nothing new. Um, it's just a fun conversation as usual. And I'm going to shut the fuck up. It'll probably be a shorter list because I think we both then ran it and we're both going to have to listen to this one before we put it out and see. But, this uh, is classic know. STT. Is that what it is? Yeah, we went all the way back to the old school. That's what we do. We got. It's just been a weird week, man. We just needed to talk. I, well, I need to talk, you know. Nigga under pressure again. But, uh, but before we get to that list, we have a, some brief news. Just some brief news, and we'll get onto that list. Uh, a couple things. The PS5 logo has officially been revealed, and the internet responds with, of course, humor, jokes, and outrage. 
It's just a logo. It's just it's it's a logo. It's is it ever going to be the classic PlayStation 1 and 2 logo? No. But it's a logo. I don't pay attention to this crap. Um next piece of news. PlayStation names Veronica Rogers as head of global operations, global business operations. All right, Veronica, congratulations to you. She's a sales veteran. Um, um, AMD, AMD has admitted to using fake renders to show off the Xbox Series X. What are your thoughts about fake renders, Todd? It's misleading, right? It's it's not a good thing to do. I don't fuck with the fake fool. You already know that. Yeah, not purposely. It's the like to me. That's anytime you're showing off a game or a console and you use fake renders. Probably not a great way to build trust if that information comes out later. And um, I'm not going to say that the Xbox Series X isn't going to be powerful because there's rumors going around with Steam support and all kinds of interesting, the xCloud and Games Pass and, you know, it should be a great console. But but don't use fake. Don't don't do the deep fakes. Don't do that. It's not fun. Real is always better. Uh, next piece of news. According to Metacritic users, Last of Us was crowned as best game of the decade. I disagree. I disagree. I like Last of Us. Todd, I think we would both be on the same side of that conversation. We both would probably disagree as it being the best of the decade. Um, interesting story, but still not best of the decade. I just thought about what you said. Maybe E.T. wasn't that, wasn't as bad as I'm making it. <laughs> Thank you. It's not great, though. I wouldn't recommend going back to play it. I did it just so I could do it. Right, right. Well, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe, you know, maybe it did because of all the other ancillary shit going on around it. It did kind of. I am going with the group think and I'm not being objective because it has been at least 10 years to 12 years since I even fucked with the emulator. I will tell you this, sir. If you go back and play it, I will buy you an E.T. Atari t-shirt. How about you give me my Battlefront 2 back because it's supposed to be good now. And I told you, see, this is the thing, too. I don't <laughs> like E.T. with the fucking finger here. You know how many times I've seen somebody? Some, look, man, I've told you on the show before. I've had unfortunate. There have been young ladies in front of me that have made that look. and was like, my uncle. And I was like, no. And then I'm just thinking about the light on the light on the end of the finger. So if you woke up in a dark night and I was doing this in your bedroom going, that'd be creepy, See, right? This is the thing. We've had even, we've had a bunch of conversations we shouldn't have had on this show, right? So what you just said right there, I was just like, well, I understand why assault rifles should be legal. <laughs> like my whole argument, my whole argument, like, what do you need that for? What do you need that for? Anything I could do, I could do with a handgun or a shotgun or something. For me. But if I woke up with you <laughs> in my house, and I love you, my brother, you know what I'm saying? Like like a fat kid love cake, like Jesus love wine. You understand what I'm saying? I fuck with you, my like like we fuck like. But if I woke up with you in my house, like it wasn't a vision of a shotgun, it wasn't a vision <laughs> it was of an a like, rifle. It wasn't even you know desperado side. It wasn't even bye bye bye. It wasn't even Dante. It was a straight assault rifle. <laughs> I'm gonna... If I could have one of the motherfucking Predator Gatling guns, to... <laughs> the little mini one. Yes. Yes. 
That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Maybe I went a little bit too far. I think it would be Hello, it. Like a, Todd. Listen, <laughs> straight up, every bullet, reload, <laughs> let it. Red rum, uh, red rum. <laughs> nah, man, I, I don't even know what the fuck. Where, do, where are we going this week? It, what are we doing? <laughs> Every week we ask ourselves that as we stray hey further. Man, shout out to Shanice. With all this war shit, is it cool? Uh, if like, hey, Shanice, Canada, Canada. <laughs> no, I'm, just... I'm visiting Toronto. And Sarah, out there, we're gonna be, we're gonna thug it out. That's I the way would, to I do really it. I want to go to Australia, but it's on fire. Yeah, it's on fire right now. That's sad. That's sad. You see all them animals. Be careful if you're harboring. Uh, koalas because they carry chlamydia. So, just make. How sure. would you know that? How would you know? <laughs> I know a lot about Have koalas. You chlamydia from a koala? No, I just know a lot about koalas. I did a project on them. Koalas. A chlamydia project. <laughs> koalas are so cute, but they're so stupid, and they carry chlamydia. <laughs> they, they are just. They're they're awful. They're... Let me find out. Let me find out you a superhero like on the boys. <laughs> Let me find out you all a man. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking with you. I just, it's just that is probably that is a fact. Like koalas are fucking ridiculous, evil, little, little, evil. Little, little bears, little things. I'm just fucking with you. I know you didn't have sex with a koala bear. Lord, we'll no. Probably have to pick that one. <laughs> no, um, it's dead. I'm sure somebody did though. <laughs> I'm sure somebody has. Probably AIDS really got invented. You know how people are. People are, you know, they, that whole chunk we probably just that really can't be used. There's no, there's no value there. There's Mark a whole lot of value there. There's not, man. Chlamydia and AIDS from a koala. It's hilarious. That, you know what? Though I like that narrative a little bit better than fucking a monkey in Africa. Why everything fucked up got to come out of Africa? I don't. It's all coming from koalas. The world's <laughs> problems come from koalas. That's what this saying. all started with an ET conversation. I, I'm going back and forth because now I feel like this is the worst show we've ever done. Is ET's fault? No, this is the best show we've ever done. Uh, next piece of news: Alienware at CES released a concept uh, switch killer. Is what they're calling it. Alienware, get your head out your ass. You think you're gonna kill the Switch? It's a portable PC gaming unit. It looks just like the Switch. Um, it's not even for market release or it's just a concept that they designed i'm just going to say this it it brings an interesting point that the pc market is now trying to replicate the console market when for so long it was the other way around it was the consoles trying to deliver on a promise of the pc gaming experience at home without all the hassle and so now we're at a point where pcs are doing the exact same thing so it's it's a console's world, bro. We've been coming down to the minute differences between, you know, 30 FPS, 60 FPS, refresh rates on monitors. Like, it's all so minute now. That's what we're really getting to. Um, sea of Thieves has officially passed 10 million players since launched. Uh, since launched. Since they launched. Um, the Lord of the Rings Golem has been confirmed for the Xbox Series X. And the Mortal Kombat Anthology remake available for a free download. I'm definitely going to be messing with that. Anthology, for sure. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other crazy news that we missed out on this week. 
There's been some throughout the week. Um, oh, yes, there's also a new nude mod. A nude mod that was released for Monster Hunter World, which features boobs physics. So there we go. Have you ever wanted to play Monster Hunter World on PC more? Is the question. <laughs> you just let me... Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. <coughs> Last piece of news. Tekken 7, Frostpunk, <laughs> and Sword Art Online are coming to Xbox Games Pass. If you haven't played Tekken 7, play it. Frostpunk's also a lot of fun. So, yes. That was, the, that was my news. That was my nude news. That was hey, my man. news in now, the news. Once again, I appreciate you, bro. Like, it, I feel like we're starting over again. I feel like it is 300 million people that do what we do. Yeah, but nobody does it better than us. I, I don't think anybody are, are us better than us, but I, I don't know, man. I'm starting to question whether we are experts and or even interesting enough for people to continue listening. So therefore, if you are still listening, thank you very much. Please don't forget to forget to give us iTunes uh, reviews. I still got to get that thirty five dollar uh, gift yes. out. My bad, I yeah. did not forget about that. You know what I'm saying? I got you. We're gonna double up on it. You know, if you feel like giving giving an iTunes review, man. You know, with the new startup, especially now that I know that this one gonna be on a YouTube, maybe the vibe is a little bit different. And I just truly, I'm not as prepared, man. It's been um as, as i like to be generally you know what i mean but i kind of yeah. wanted to keep this one a little bit loose you know how life is really going right now keep it real yeah. we've been doing this for a couple of years keep you it loosey goosey you know what i'm saying keep it on loose the slide the goose don't get me started i i i i get that astro glide see new <laughs> astro glide et Chlamydia in, in a chlamydia now i'm starting to think that you are fucking with these bears or something oh maybe <laughs> Maybe it's the Astro Slide. Glad ah. that I heard the motherfuckers is vicious. I mean, vicious. I was playing Call of Duty last night, and I said decoy instead of decoy. <laughs> I was so excited because I got a grenade that is a, a, a decoy grenade, and you thought I was trying to figure out what it was, and I was hitting the corner, and my girl and me was playing. It's so much fun. I love that fucking game this year. And I was just like, oh, shit, I threw the decoy. And she just died laughing. I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, decoy. Just dumb. So, yeah, thanks for listening, man. iTunes review, $35 gift card, Amazon, blah, blah. And then we'll figure out if the sex of the, if it was a male or a female (laughs) of the previous winner. It was a male. It was a male. They emailed us. Oh, good shit. I told you. Yeah, go check it out on the the email. Um, I was going to tell you, um, the other day I did something very similar with my mouth words, which was... I was talking to my boss and I was talking about doing a report for quartiling, which means, you know, putting people in categories or whatever in groups of four for whatever. Anyway, I kept saying quartiling. I don't know where that word was coming from, but I kept going, yeah, I'll do the quartiling report for you. I was tired. Quartiling? Quartiling? The quartiling report. I'll do the quartiling report. I got no problem pronouncing Geralt or Rivia. Or anything fantasy related in the D&D world where I roll my dice and get all excited because I got a natural 20. But I can't say quartile. Quartile. See, I did it again. I never realized how how strong your neck was. I can't now, now believe that you did used to box. I remember you telling me you was a boxer. I did. You got a, you got a strong ass neck, homie. I got a strong <laughs> neck. <laughs> I also used to go to metal shows and do this. Ah! <laughs> I don't know why. 
<laughs> Astro glide carrying strong neck having ass. <laughs> Just dip me in the Astro glide and send me on my way. All right. Anyway, we're on to our top seven. <laughs> I just threw my own e-cigarette. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about top seven games of the decade. I'm just going to get through this bullshit, man. Please <laughs> send us the list. <coughs> top seven games of the decade. The E.T. is my anthem edition. Um, Todd, what's your number seven? Let's get that started. My number seven was going to be 2K11, NBA 2K11. I got to say that. Like, it's important that I say that because it's truly... Uh, probably my favorite sports game of the decade before 2K went to shit, and that is where I was at, like nationally ranking, uh, loving that game. But my number seven is gonna start out with a little game <laughs> called Horizon Zero. <coughs> it's a great game. Snow under the grass, grass under snow. It's a great game. Story, graphics, gameplay. Especially in light of, for me, pound for pound, we talk about just games, a game that I could say, okay, just go back to and enjoy. Like, if, if I'm trying to send somebody some stackables or some shit and, you know, I just, them have a good experience, then, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not going deep into these. We've done reviews on every one of these. Um, we might, this is funny. I might go back and I might talk you into doing another top seven, de- top, uh, decade games later on before the end of this year but fuck it so right now how i'm feeling how i woke up this morning doing what i do it's a rise of zero dawn um yeah what year did it come out 2006 i didn't even look this shit up 17 17 right my list is full of 2011 games though which is tripped out too um but yeah that's my and then when i whittled it down when i had to just talk about it today i couldn't not i couldn't put that on not put that one on my list man man it replaced breath of the wild for me honestly because for no particular reason, they're no, they're not similar games. I don't know why I said that, <laughs> but yeah, that's my number seven. That uh, uh, so just building this list, this top ten, seven of the decade, the top seven games of the decade. It was extremely difficult because there was games that I felt I couldn't leave off. What it came down to when I finally made these decisions and the order and how I put it together. What are the games I talked about the most off the show and on the show? What are the games that I would recommend all the time to everybody? And how many games, how many times did I play a game or buy a game over on different systems just so I could play it? So my number seven, I've bought on every available system it is on. I have played it over and over again. It's got a great soundtrack. I still go back to it probably once a year. And it's DuckTales Remastered. DuckTales Remastered for me was one of the most underplayed games released in this decade. It's an incredible, and Todd, you know how I feel about platformers. I love platformers. It's one of my favorite styles of gameplay. DuckTales Remastered is the ultimate experience for me as far as a platformer. Not only does it have great Disney graphics that bring me back to my childhood, they redid the art, the animation, the gameplay, the style, the levels. uh, Everything you could want from a DuckTales game is in this game. Um it's been on I've bought it on the Wii U, the Xbox, the PlayStation, um, the 3DS, everywhere that I've bought it, PC. You know, I've had this game in almost every system I've owned if it's available, and I've loved every minute of it. Um, I've probably beat this game to completion, eh, I would say roughly twelve times. 
And that's since it came out. DuckTales Remastered is my number seven. Todd, what is your number six? It was going to be Assassin's Creed Origins, but then it wasn't. <laughs> Shout out to Ubisoft. So it ended up being... I'm on edge. Hold on. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking up the year. No worries. It's Red Dead Redemption. Yes! I'm glad you got that covered, because that almost made my list. No, all jokes aside, it is. It's Red Dead, it's, it's Red it, Dead Redemption. Um, you already know what I'm really doing in real life. I, I got interrupted, but yeah, yeah, I we're not going to stop the show today. We're not going to stop the show because this is an important one because it's the decade one, so I'm supposed to pay more attention to it than the other ones. Blah, 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 blah. You got to do your neck like this when you say it. This is an important show because of the fucking whatever, like because it's the decade show. It's more important than other shows. So, <laughs> no, nah, but turn of the century, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't tripping. Yeah, 2010, yeah. Red Dead, the original one. I know I wanted to do Red Dead Redemption 2. You know how much I fucking love that game. But when I really thought about it, the pacing of Red Dead Redemption 2 just did not. It, like, Red Dead Redemption 1 was a masterwork to yes. me in that. And overall, like everything for its time. Like, Red, I could still go back and probably enjoy Red Dead Redemption 1. I mean, it's it's like I could put Red Dead Redemption two or one. I didn't spend enough time with Red Dead Redemption two's online, um, yeah. but the original granddaddy of it, what really tipped it over to me was like the Undead expansion. Yeah, with Red Dead Redemption on top of the first online system, even though it was more broken during that time, just because Sony's network was fucked up during that time. Yeah, I can't discount the game. The actual for me personally, when I really thought about it. And this is not to tear down Red Dead Redemption 2 in any way. And you're not wrong if you believe that it's better. You know what I'm saying? But for me, still, um, and that could change. I could go back and play online and change it. But Red Dead Redemption, the original one, I just, you know, that DLC was the shit. The only DLC that's better than it is later on in the list to me for my experience, what I did with it and had fun. So, yes, Red Dead Redemption. It's my number six, my friend. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption, if we would have gone out to top ten, this would have been my number eight. Um, for everything that you said and then some with the storyline and why I would have personally put it over Red Dead Redemption 2 is Red Dead Redemption 2 had a couple of moments that it dragged on. There was the moment where you go to Cuba, and which just felt very strange and a very unnatural transition to that. I thought it was an interesting epic take, but I preferred that that island it was just a weird moment in the game it was yeah. a very strange moment in the game and then the fact that the prologue or epilogue goes on for so or the prologue goes on for so long as you're playing as uh john um i agree with you though red dead redemption one of the first of its kind um to really make an experience worth playing in this big huge world that i could keep coming back to my number six if you're going to describe describe style this would be one of the games in the decade that perfectly describes style to me. If if you're looking at a video game and you ask yourself, what is video game style mean? This is that game. The soundtrack, the neon lights, the gameplay, the story, the animation, the environment. My number six is Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami, I spent probably 30 or 40 hours playing over and over again. Some people would discount this as a quote-unquote murder simulator. Don't get me wrong, to a degree it is. 
Um, however, there's a lot more going on with the linear gameplay and non-linear story. The level design, uh, the puzzle aspect of it, the combat puzzle aspect to it, the soundtrack being this kind of weird retro techno style, the neon lights, the the the, the creepy unnerving environment and storyline as you're playing through it. Um, something about Hotline Miami stuck with me. I played it for PS4 and I played it on uh, PC. And it was one of the most engaging experiences I've ever played. Um, I wanted to buy the soundtrack on vinyl. They had a special three, three discs or three discs. They had a special three vinyl collection that came out and that thing goes for like $600 now. So there's no way in hell I'm buying that. Not just for the soundtrack. But I will say this, if you've never played Hotline Miami, I highly recommend it. Um, it's extremely addictive, and it's just, it oozes style. That game knows what it is, and it knows what it's trying to do, and that's, I think it just stuck with me the entire time. Todd, what is your number five? My motherfucking number five, my friend, is going to be motherfucking Marvel Spider-Man. Nice. I love it. I lied again. It's actually Batman Arkham City. Um, Fair enough. But I kind of wanted to split those two. That was actually a harder decision than I I thought because, you know, I love Spider-Man a lot. Um, And I I was glad. It's probably the... um, I mean, it's on par at least with, with Batman Arkham City. But if I just really bust it down pound for pound for the decade... Being that Spider Man took so much from Batman, um, yeah, and, and the combat though, got a little bit too easy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the expansion, the expansion, the DLC for Spider Man was pretty challenging. You know what I'm saying? And the, you know, by the time I felt satisfied, but you're right, it was pound for pound a little bit easier. It, it didn't even feel as the combat might. I don't know. I don't want to say it was. I don't know that they, they are different games, but when I really broke it down, as far as the game that I still download, Batman Arkham City on yeah. every system. Like I, I have a copy on my PS4. I got a copy on PC on Steam, just in case if I can get. Is it on my fucking Switch? I don't think so, but I don't know no. if I. Yeah, see, if it was, I'd have it. So when I really think about it, man, pound for pound, like what I could still put on more as much as I love Spider Man, and I even hate knocking it off the list. I, I almost don't feel like I'm knocking off the list. I put it in parentheses next to Batman, though. Fair and that's what yeah. we're talking about the decade. I mean, I, I wouldn't be upset if anybody swapped them out. And like I said, this whole thing could change again. I look forward to other people's lists. But I'm key. I told everybody I was gonna keep it lazy and keep but keep it real though with myself. Yep. Batman. I mean, you know how much I talk about Batman. When we first started talking, I always talk about fucking Batman. I I, I play I play Batman again this year. I didn't run through it, but I beat Batman several times. Especially Arkham City, the storyline, the the story is just amazing, and and the 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 way that they, I think they almost even did a better job when I look back on it. As far not even better, man, it's such an even comparison. But the fact that they had so much more time with Spider Man to work on Spider Man for Batman to still carry the weight that it does. Two thousand eleven was a great year for gaming. It really was. It was. So, Batman Arkham City, keeping it cliche, but keeping it real. I love that fucking game. It's still dope as fuck. If you haven't played it, it still will carry up to this day. You would enjoy it. It makes all the sense in the world to still love that game. So that's my number, whatever we're on. Number five. 
my number five, when I think about multiplayer games, yes, I love the Call of Duty franchise. Yes, I love Apex Legends. Um, you know, yes, I love Counter-Strike. Those are games I've always played. But when I think about a specific multiplayer game that did something unique, made me buy a system, and I spent so much time playing this game with my wife, just trading the controller back and forth, I have to put my number five as Splatoon. Splatoon is my number five. It's the reason I bought a Wii U. It is one of the main reasons I got back into multiplayer gaming the way that I did. And it was such an interesting take on the actual multiplayer experience, the shooter experience. Because it was coming out for Nintendo and you could not do the the hardcore stuff on Nintendo at the time, especially in the Wii U era. Um, they're getting a little bit away from that, but bringing some stuff like Skyrim, Witcher 3 over. But Splatoon was an incredibly fun multiplayer experience that I played over and over and over and over and over again. Um, all the way from the character design to the way you engage with the gun systems to the different upgrades you could buy from the store for your character um, to the actual different type of special abilities you could have. <clears throat> Splatoon was one of those games that just, for me, defined the Wii U and really brought me back into multiplayer and I tie that memory back to with some really great times with my wife, um, us playing that in this little tiny rental house that was built in the 30s back in the day, back after the first couple of years of marriage. So Splatoon takes my number five. Todd, what is your number four? Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I love that fucking game still. Um, shout out to Bethesda and Todd Howard, even though whatever the fuck is going on with uh, Fallout 76. And what's crazy is, I mean, being out here, I'm so thankful and grateful. We've been able to enjoy the QuakeCon events. I got suckered into a few things, and it was kind of cool doing this thing. Like, that's that's why I say it's the passion project. Like, this week, too, the decade conversation at least kind of makes me realize how we don't need to take some of this shit so seriously either. Yep. And just enjoy each other's company, man. And just, you know, remember when we was 12 and, and I couldn't even imagine this shit would happen. But, um... Elder Scrolls kind of sums up a lot of that experience, too, because there's so many options. It's such a free and fucking game in a way. It was the first time I really, really felt like every little decision I made on who I created my character down to how the style of how I wanted to play the game was helping me to create my own story within the story, as well as the the actual built in storyline being excellent. I mean, but there's the that that's their masterpiece. That's what's carried them over. That's what's allowed them to survive through a lot of trashy games over the past years where they haven't run into an ET that they've had to bury and destroy the company quite yet. Even though Fallout 76 might be it and that's one of the creepier experience with Sweet Home Alabama or whatever the fuck. Actually, I think I like that song. But you know what I'm saying when we was out there. But uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim could easily be Yeah, it could easily be one of my favorite games of, of, of all time, for sure. Like, not just this decade. You know? Absolutely. So, there it is. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Um, I know it's highly regarded. High re- it, it came close for me. I love Skyrim quite a bit. I'm just lying, though, man. It's actually The Witcher 3. I went through all of that. So, hey, check this out. Uh, this is what I feel like since... Uh, <laughs> I'm just keeping it... Uh, this is the uh, yeah. fucking fuck. It's actually The Witcher Three. Skyrim would have made my top ten, but it got knocked down for a whole lot of reasons. Um, 
that's you know that's where I'm at. This is a, a real actual <laughs> how my list kind of going together sometimes in real life. Um, y'all are just seeing it now for real. Fuck it, y'all are old that at the beginning of the year. But no, it's actually The Witcher Three, bro. I believe that it that should actually be some lore that we build into the uh, Buddhist religion. I know I haven't been mentioning it as much lately because we've been you know working on some secret pamphlets. Shout out to Buddhist Bob out there. I fuck with you. You need I need you back on Call of Duty a little bit. Um, but that's uh. If you want to go back and figure out what the Buddhism is, you can also get a T-shirt at Tee Public, and there's mentions of it earlier in the show. But I believe now, after the Netflix adaptation of the books, which is one of the greater adaptations overall of the game, and putting that whole thing together, just revisiting in that like recently with that recent Steam sale that they had, um, The Witcher Three actually kind of it took Skyrim's place as far as RPGs and that yeah. kind of fantasy era for me. So if we want to do top seven on it, I got to put The Witcher up there. But that's why these are hard lists. So, yeah, that's my actual number four. Absolutely. Excellent choice. Um, I like how your list come together where you'll be making something. You'll be like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm not putting that on here. <laughs> it almost made it. Um, there was a few of those that almost made it for me. Skyrim, Witcher 3, and Kingdom of Amalur. Like, those yeah. almost made it for me. You know um, Kingdom of Amalur is my shit. That's a great game. That's really yeah. underrated. Uh, my number four is also one that oozes style. Um, I talked about this on the show after I beat it. Um, it combined two of my favorite things, platform, three of my favorite things, challenging boss fights, platforming and old school cartoons. My number four is Cuphead. Cuphead is, I, I, I couldn't not put that on this list with how much time I spent with it, how much I loved it. The fact that I bought the physical edition just so I could get the cartoon sale, that came with it, you know, Cuphead, I've got the t-shirt, everything about that game is it's so much fun. It is one of those games that if you're looking for a challenge, it's totally worth going back to. It oozes style. It oozes, I'm waiting for the sequel to come out, but it's got just an amazing soundtrack, amazing controls, uh, fire, the, 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 way, the way the boss fights seem unfair until you start playing them and figuring out patterns really speaks to that old school platforming style. So yes, my number four is Cuphead. What is your number three, sir? GTA 5, because I'm a real nigga. The end. What's your number three? <laughs> number three is Breath of the Wild. Legend of Zelda. I love Breath of the Wild. I've talked about this to death. That's what I got for Breath of the Wild. Um, you know, this one we've talked about. It's been talked about over and over again, so that was my number three. Todd, what's your number two? God of War. Love it. 2018. Um, that game is is it really could be interchangeable with number one, but if you really listen to the show, you probably already know what my number one is at this point. Um, I know, I know my my Bioware people do <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, uh, God of War. That's my that's my number two. Could easily be my number one. Um, I don't even know why. Yeah, it's just I mean shit. You know, I got the tattoo, man. I'm thinking about getting the old man tattoo now. Tibet's with the young man tattoo. And if I ever fuck around and and find my first son or have a new child, I may get another tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Strike that one in case a child support is listening. I don't, <laughs> and that's actually true. I don't know. I don't, I don't need the problems right now. We might be going into a recession. God of War, though, man, is my shit. If you have been alive, if you are listening to our show, see, that's the thing, too, man. I'm not going to pretend. We're never going to pretend to be IGN. If you're fucking around and listen to us, we appreciate you. You're probably on a long trip somewhere, so be safe. 
<laughs> even if that's mentally or in like as a truck driver. Uh, hopefully we can be there for you like you be there for us. But if you've been listening to video game shows, you know what time it is with God of War. Like I said, my list is the cliche list. If you fuck with me, you already know what time it is. Pound for pound across the board as far as just the graphics on it, seeing the ash on the skin. We've talked about that a lot. Just the story itself, how they recreated an already established and iconic character, transition lore religiously. That's like a personal thing for me, even down to my motherfucking tattoos. You already know what time it is with that. I just find that interesting how that ties together um and it wasn't too long it didn't drag on the pacing was decent but what i think kept it uh from being the number one is is just the nature of the type of game it could be um it just couldn't experience give me that decade best game of the decade experience um but everybody knows like any of these games could damn be be number one on anybody's list i'm not gonna judge them god awards the shit What's your number one or number two? My I'm number my, my number two is a great RPG whose focus is on not killing the monsters. It's got an excellent story designed by Toby Fox, um, created by one individual, and that's Undertale. Undertale is my number two. Um, Undertale, for me, was a revelatory experience with the way it played, the different things it did, the old school feel to the actual RPG screen, reminding me a lot of something like Earthbound, but the idea that you're not supposed to kill anything. You're supposed to figure out how to talk your way out of every situation um, and the story that it unfolds with the different endings. It was an obsessive experience for me when I did play it. I played it twice through in the same day. It's only about a five to six hour game. Totally an amazing moment for me, though. It's absolutely my number two is Undertale. Todd, what is your number one? Mass Effect 2 is the greatest game of the decade for me. I've talked about this game several times. Um at its roots, it reminds me of how this show even comes together. That's like, you ever been living life and been like, you know, I got to go go on a mission and it's like a video game. Yes. Mission. Super childish. I'm way too old for this shit. But that kind of is how I feel the game kind of put together. And it's just the emphasis on teamwork, the, the true fantasy RPG of it. <coughs> Excuse me. The, um, the, battle mechanics like the actual fight mechanics the the gameplay the shooting itself was just it's just so tight it's so slick you know once you get a feel for it and by the end of it you feel emotionally connected to it a decade later i still am like i could go back and feel some type of way about these weighted decisions that i made just like in life um and the decade has been a million games that's been great i've had a wonderful time with it but just for that time and for what it is and the type of experience that he's given and another another game that's a staple for a company that they're trying to destroy shout out anthem that's the reason why anthem i could that the, the reason why i'm such a fucking apologist for anthem is mass effect 2 so if period that's my number one game of the decade that's what it is uh and also witcher 3 was dope uh, I had to shout that out. Hope for Cyberpunk uh, 2077 can get some shit going. Like somebody, if that, if y'all listen, the creators, uh, CD Projekt Red, if y'all are listening to any shows that are better than this one that we've done, please do that. Like go back to a show that that's better than this one and fuck with us, cause I fuck with y'all like tough. Cyberpunk 2077. My number one is Bioware's Mass Effect 2. Bioware, please, please help us this decade. We need it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, we're not trying to go to war with China. Put some shit together. Uh, fix Dragon Age. Dragon Age Inquisition was dope. But make us another Mass Effect, man. Get back to it. Get EA out your butthole with the Astro Glide <laughs> and the ET figure. 
<laughs> Perfect ending for that one. Uh, my number one's gonna not going to be a surprise to anybody. It's Monster Hunter World. That's my number one game of the decade. You should know this with how much time I spend with that game, how much I talk about Monster Hunter, how much I love it. My number one's Monster Hunter World. I ain't got anything else to say about it. I talked about it in the opening. I'm still playing it. I'm still playing it. As long as it's around, I'll be playing it. Unlike E.T. You're not around, E.T. You're buried in the desert in Alamogordo, New Mexico. No. E.T., Sonic, Dirty Harry, we're in the elevator. <laughs> that sounds... No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where that goes. I don't Finish know where that. this episode went. Tell us, people, where does E.T., Sonic, and uh, Dirty Harry in an elevator end up going? I'm curious. But yes, that has been this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial. Um, you can always reach out, agree or disagree, and also let us know what your favorite games of the decade were. Uh, you can email us at skipthetutorialpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up at Twitter at stt underscore pod, facebook.com backslash skipthetutorialpod, or instagram.com backslash skipthetutorialpod. And always, always do before we sign off. Stay humble. Stay humble. Look at all those books. All them books. Oh, they're reading.